Welcome to Prose and Context, a podcast about life-giving teaching by the English Department at Lexington Christian Academy. Hello, this is Dana Hashem, and thanks for joining me for this week's episode of Prose and Context. Uh, Today, I'd like to use this episode to talk about the single point rubric. So the single point rubric is an assessment tool that can give students personalized feedback and is very specific in explaining to them what went well in an assignment and what could have gone better, but it takes some of the stress off the grade. It's an alternative to the more traditional rubric that a lot of us have used to assess student work. Uh, The single point rubric is not necessarily specific to the English classroom. It's something that can be used in any discipline. And if you have any interest as I'm talking about this in seeing some examples of single point rubrics or reading a little bit more about it, a lot of the content from this podcast episode is coming from an article that I published in Edutopia called The Six Reasons to Try a Single Point Rubric. So if you want a little bit more information, you can always go to Edutopia and look this up there. So the rubric, as teachers, we all know it. A lot of us use it. I would say most of us use it. And we understand the importance of a well-crafted rubric as a means of communication with our students. We give it to students at the beginning of an assignment to make it clear to them what we're looking for. Students use it as guidance during an assignment, and then afterwards, we use it to assess their work and communicate to them what went well and what they probably need to focus on improving in. So they're really meaningful classroom tools. However, when we talk about rubrics, usually we're referring to the traditional rubric which tends to be a holistic or an analytic rubric, which even if we aren't entirely familiar with those terms, those are usually the ones that we're using. So uh, an analytic or holistic rubric breaks an assignment down into categories, and then each of those categories is broken down into A-level, B-level, C, D-level work with a little description in each category of what achieving an A would look like or a B would look like and so on and so forth. So it's a sort of list of criteria for each of the grade levels. Um, The single point rubric does something similar, but it's a slightly different variation of this more traditional rubric. Instead of having the breakdown of categories and then breaking those down into individual grade level categories, the single point rubric just has one column down the middle. So like the traditional rubric, it breaks the aspects of an assignment down into categories. So if I was creating a single point rubric for an essay, I might have a line for the thesis statement, a line for the overall argument, a line for the length, and then one for grammar. So I would still break it down into those categories, but at that point then I would not outline what A, B, C, and D level work work looks like for each of those categories. It's just that one column down the middle with basic guidance surrounding what I'm looking for. Then on either side of that one column down the middle, there's space. On one side, there's space to talk about things that went really, really well within that category. And then on the other side, there's space to talk about things that maybe could use some improvement in the future. So It outlines the standards that a student has to meet to complete the assignment, 
However, it leaves the categories and the instructions outlining success or shortcoming a little bit more open-ended. Uh, there's a lot of advantages to using the single point rubric. Uh, on, the, on the surface, one of the, the most evident benefits to using this is that it gives space for every category to reflect on strengths and weaknesses in student work. So normally with a traditional rubric, you have to circle one of the categories, A, B, C, or D. And, you know, what we've always been taught and what we've always said is that good rubrics are really detailed and give a lot of clarity, which means that you kind of have to pick which one of those categories you're going to attribute to the student's work. That can make it really difficult if within a single category, a student did some things well and some things poorly. So the single point rubric invites teachers to share things that went well and things that didn't go great within a single category. The other thing that the single point rubric does is that it doesn't place boundaries on student performance. So the single point rubric doesn't try to cover all the aspects of a project that could go really well or could go really poorly. It gives guidance, just basic guidance, and then it's open-ended. So students can approach the project in creative and unique ways. And this also helps take some of the student reliance off of teacher direction, and it encourages them to create their own ideas. It also works against the student tendency to rank themselves and compare themselves and compete with one another. Each student on a single point rubric receives unique feedback that's specific to them and their work, which makes it a little harder to compare. It also isn't necessarily focused on quantifying the work, so it takes a lot of the attention off of the grade. The rubric is designed to emphasize descriptive, individualized feedback over the grade. So this communicates to students that we're more interested in their process and the specifics of their unique work than we are about the number that we're assigning them. The rubric creates a lot of flexibility, but it doesn't sacrifice clarity. So students still get really clear explanations for the grades that they earn. They know how they got the grade that they got, but there's a lot more room in a single point rubric to account for a student taking a project in a direction that a traditional rubric maybe didn't account for or didn't anticipate. The last thing that I really love about the single point rubric is that it's really simple. There's not a lot of text. It's pretty minimal. It's quick to read. Sometimes the traditional rubrics can get really dense, really text heavy with all the categories and then detailed descriptions for grade level work in every category. It can be this massive block of texts that students aren't going to read. So the single point rubric is pretty brief. It's got that one column down the middle. And the odds are much higher that a student's going to read the whole rubric and then reflect on the given feedback. And that also means that they're more likely to remember both. So overall, all of these reasons center around the idea of placing students at the center of the grading mentality. So the ideology behind the single point rubric is that we want to move classroom grading away from quantifying and streamlining, and we want to move it towards celebrating individuality, creativity, intellectual risk-taking. So 
Jennifer Gonzalez actually has a version of this. Jennifer Gonzalez of Cult of Pedagogy has an adaptation of the single point rubric that incorporates specific point values or scores if you want to use the single point rubric to give numerical grades. But it's also a really powerful tool to use without grades if you just want to give generalized feedback. Uh, but if the grades and the numerical values are important for you in your classroom, I would really recommend checking out Jennifer Gonzalez's adaptation of it. The single point rubric's main downside, I would say, is that it takes a little bit more time because you have to reflect on each student's unique work. You give some kind of feedback that is specific to each student's work. But this creates a lot of space for our students to grow as scholars and take ownership of their individual learning. It also really tangibly communicates to students that we believe in them as individuals and their educational experiences over the grade. The grade doesn't matter as much. And so the structure of the single point rubric is something that can be really meaningful for students and can make a really big difference in your classroom. So I would recommend maybe starting small, starting with one assignment, and give it a try and see how you like it. Um, if you want to go online, lots of people have examples of different single point rubrics that they've used uh, up for you to take a look at and maybe borrow. So yeah, I, I hope it's something that you try out in your classroom, and I hope that it's useful for you and your students. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Prose and Context, a podcast for life-giving teaching by the English Department at Lexington Christian Academy. Please subscribe to our podcast and come back again next week.